Happy New Year, everybody. 2022 is here and we are... <laughs> we are... 2022 is here and the joy of the Lord is in this room and it's amazing. <laughs> if you have not been to one of these sessions, you need to come here. God is doing something phenomenal. Lives are being transformed. But let us know if you want to come, okay? Because um, we'll just need to accommodate you somehow. But it's amazing. Kelsey and I, we just want to, along with our pastoral team and all the life coaches in our church, want to wish you a blessed new year and a prosperous new year. We just declare prosperity over your life in 2022 that you will begin to experience and steward prosperity in your life. You know, happy anniversary to my favorite church in the whole world. <laughs> Seven years, baby. Come on now. Seven is a is a very mystical and magical number, and uh, we we will we will talk about it in the in in the in the next few um, sermons uh, messages. But uh, get ready for the mystical this year. Get ready for the mystical. There's something awesome that's going to happen in the seventh year. Uh, it's the year of rest. And in the year of rest, like Kelsey was preaching last week, it's all about restoration, rebuilding, and renewing. And it's going to be awesome. How many loved Pastor Kelsey's message last week? It was amazing. You know, it was amazing. You know, we're so blessed to have such a good-looking pastor. Uh, beautiful. But not only, not only so good-looking, but she's a great and a phenomenal communicator of God's Word. So happy anniversary to Life Church Global, seven years. Um, may the next 707 years be a year of years of prosperity, and may you experience 707 more years to come. So, I really be what a start this year has been for some of us who have uh, who have our spiritual senses up. Uh, this year, the frequency has shifted. The vibration is at another level altogether. The realms are completely open. I really believe that uh, towards the end, the last week of December, uh, actually from Jesus' birthday, you know, 25th, all the way into January, the, the, the consciousness and the awareness of people uh, of Christ in, in, on the earth is so high that the realms begin to open up and stay open in the month of January. And um, as people begin to indulge after January and in the flesh, and as they uh, indulge in the flesh a lot more, uh, then their senses to the realms that are already open become dull. And I want to encourage you as Life Church Global, uh, we've, got to, uh, we've got to be very smart. And I want to encourage you with, from the beginning itself. Um, you've got to be smart. When, when, there's, a, when there's a corporate uh, consciousness of God's presence on the earth, uh, the realms become very open in the sense that the realms were already open. It's just that the, your senses become very heightened because of extreme levels of faith uh, and extreme levels of joy, extreme levels of celebration, extreme levels of giving. You see, these are the things that happen during Christmas, during Christmas and New Year. People give gifts to one another. Every time you give, you 
become sensitized to the realm of the spirit not only you but also the receiver of that gift and and in this season god has given us the greatest gift of all so it's a season of giving it's a season of receiving get uh, this gift but also it's a season with of agreeing to every promise that god the intention that god has in his heart for us during the season and i really believe that our senses get heightened because of hanging around or being around people who are celebrating Christ and when we do that we begin to tap into realms that are already open we begin to tap into realms and you have to capitalize that's the word i was looking at looking for you've got to capitalize on the momentum that the that the earth is created for us as christians as as believers as spiritual people and what i'm saying by this this is a this is stuff that people don't talk about because they don't really know how to do it they just pray open up the heavens open up the heavens and come down open up the heavens but they don't understand that you are the key to experience experiencing the open heaven over your life and that key is being being conscious and being around people who are conscious of the presence of God on earth as it is in heaven and so every time you do that now and you come around your life group you come around christians you go into the mall and there's there's songs about Jesus being played you know you go anywhere you go into homes there's songs about Jesus being played people are celebrating Christ when you are in that environment now your senses begin to you begin to pick up on a higher vibration on a higher notes on higher frequencies and what begins to happen is if you don't steward it you become dull the frequencies remain open but you become dull and so what happens is now you've got to be around people who are sharp all the time you have to be around people who are sharp in order for you to become sharp you know the bible says iron sharpens iron this is what it means It's a mystery ladies and gentlemen it's not only oh my personality is confronting your personality that's the context that is always spoken of in but a lot of times people are addicted to corporate faith because they are indulging in the flesh during the week and they need a spiritual sharpening on a weekend that's why they come to church and that's why they're addicted to a corporate gathering but if you and i can maintain if we can steward the realm that god has over our lives by constantly being aware of the presence of god constantly being aware of god's word and god's people uh, god's presence in god's people now the realm is always open for us and you are constantly aware of it see we have to come into a place of maturing where we don't ask people for prayer but actually declare the breakthrough that we need in our life when does that happen is when you realize you can see in through the realms what god has made available for you see the problem is or the issue with christians in general is we have a busy work week you know i i have so much work to do i have so many things i need to do i have so many bills to pay all those things ladies and gentlemen they desensitize you to the realm of the spirit and so when you now every i'm not saying ignore it you do it but be conscious of who your provider is while you're doing it be conscious of the presence of god while you're listening to secular music Be conscious of who Christ is while you're watching a movie. Be conscious of Christ when you're hanging out with friends. And this year, I want to encourage you. This is very this is a prophetic direction. You will have to choose your friends very wisely. Because your friends 
will will create a certain types of friends will create a distraction for you to become fleshy and if your friends only love the fleshy things but don't love god and the spiritual things and don't love your church and being in life group now you've got to make some decisions hey listen the god loves the world that he gave his son if they don't want a son we've got to make a decision you've got to understand that that realm around you is your your responsibility to steward and who around you causes you to become fleshy will cause you to not see into the realm of your provision i really believe that this year is a very spiritual year for lifetos global very mystical spiritual year you will step into such spiritual maturity that people around you will not be able to understand you and it's okay it's not your responsibility to explain yourself to people mystical people don't explain themselves to people they are following the star have you noticed that the wise men followed the star and they found christ and i'm not talking about stars like as in you know you look up the star i'm talking about gazing into the realms i'm talking about gazing in through portals i'm talking about gazing through um, spheres and atmospheres and that's that's what god is calling life to global to experience this year you can you can settle for less and be fleshy because you want to win uh, uh, your friend over to the lord you can do that or you can be spiritual and allow the lord to win him over to himself This is a very new way of evangelizing uh, in 20 from 2022 for our church. This is a for as you can tell this is for me I've been thrust into mysteries. And I'm I'm I I feel like I am in a light show in the spirit. Literally I feel like I walked into a room or a a, a year where there's frequencies and lights and I'm, I'm it's just quite overwhelming. and i'm trying to figure it out so that i can put it into plain language and and explain it to you and empower you to experience what i'm experiencing and i and i can i can guarantee you this that before you even know it you'll be trained changed before you even know it you will be transformed so good so what a start this year has been i truly believe that this year 2022 we're going to experience the love joy uh, peace and the goodness of god in the land that we are living in you know we we love the goodness of god but you know this year i really believe that god is releasing to life church global and the ability the grace to experience his love his joy peace and his goodness in the land that we're living in. So wherever you may be today, whichever land that you may be in today, you will experience God's goodness in that land because God has placed you in that land so that he can be good to you in that land. Come on now. A lot of people want to go to another country to experience something good. But goodness when god has called you to a land when god is taking you to a land he will cause you to experience his goodness not the goodness of the land 
His goodness in that land. So we've got to allow ourselves to mature into a place where we are always eager to experience His goodness, His love. Not just the love of people now, but when you have someone as consistent and faithful as God, there will all, you will always be loved. You will always know that you are loved. You, have, you are full of joy. You are full of peace and you are full of experiencing God's goodness. And this year, I really believe that God wants to establish us in truth. In the beginning of, of every year, people around the world cast vision for their lives, for the year. You know, this is what I want to do. Uh, and I want to go to that country. And I want to have this job. And I want to get this much salary. And I want to have this, 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 and all that kind of stuff. And it, there's nothing wrong with it, ladies and gentlemen. It's a good thing. But before you cast your vision, you need to be established in truth. See, because God is the one who has given you life. And God is the one who placed you in the country that you're in today. So which means that he has a plan and purpose for you to accomplish where you're living. And so when we make our plans, sometimes we look at what is happening in the world today. We, 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 all the airports are opening now, flights have started. So I just want to go. Where are you going? I just want to go. Anywhere I want to go. <laughs> yeah, that's good. It's okay for you to go. But ladies and gentlemen, when you establish yourself in truth, you will be in the best position possible to experience the goodness of God wherever you may go. You must understand that. We, 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 we get tired from work and we want a vacation and so we want to go there. Nothing wrong with it. But when you're established in truth, you don't need a vacation to experience goodness. You're already experiencing goodness in the land that you're living in and you're not escaping from a land to another place. We are more addicted to escapism than we are to the goodness of God. Oh, it's a good New Year's message. See, truth, ladies and gentlemen, is the foundation upon which we experience the goodness of God. Not an opinion, not an assumption, not an experience or an emotional response. Truth. And this year, you've got to go on an adventure to discovering really what it is to live by truth. Because it is truth that sets you free. It is truth that sets you free. And so when you and I come into a place where we create a high value for truth, firstly, that just eliminates the option of lying. What, what would it be like if you truthfully live your life? Just imagine if somebody asks you for feedback about how they look and you want, you have to tell them the truth. How many friends would you have? <laughs> that means you never needed those friends. See, as Life Church Global, we're coming to a place where we'll understand and appreciate friends who speak the truth. I would rather have a friend who speaks the truth and his truth is a tight slap on my face rather than a kiss of a betrayer. It's Proverbs, ladies and gentlemen. 
It's in Proverbs. I just made it my own version of it. But that's what it is. Like, we've got to come into the place where we, we appreciate truths. And that's 2022 is a year where we're going to experience really what it means to just be truthful. This is how I feel. This is what I think about you. If somebody asks you, how is your day? And you say, good. When it's not good, you're lying. We've got to come into the place and somebody says, hey, how how is your day? You need to know that that question comes from a heart that cares for you. Not somebody who's inquisitive to find out gossip. So that you can say, hey, I'm not having a good day. And I need a friend today. I need someone to stand and walk with me today. I'm struggling with these thoughts. I'm struggling in my finances. I'm struggling in my relationships with my mom and dad. I need help. See, if people start speaking the truth, there will be no depression. Come on. (laughs) 2022 is going to be a phenomenal year for Life Trust Global. There's no depression in Life Trust Global. You're full of joy. Because you're around people who speak the truth. See, you can speak the truth with a really harsh tone or you can speak the truth in love. And Life Church Global is a church that communicates truth in love. So, truth is the foundation to experiencing God's goodness. And the title of my message today is Anchored. Say Anchored. Last week, when Kelsey preached her message, I was so blessed by it. I really, really loved the message and I, I was so, I learned so much from the message. But there was one thing that Kelsey said during the message that really caught my attention. And I, and I don't know, it's for you, like, like context and history, for me, they catch my attention very quickly. And when she was talking about the prophet Isaiah, prophesying the spirit of the Lord is upon me that Isaiah 62 sorry 61 Isaiah 61 it took that word 700 years to manifest when Kelsey said it it literally I don't know about you but for me it sent a shiver down my spine I was like 700 years Like that word 700, not 700 club, you know what I mean? 700 years. It took God, let me me give you how I'm thinking. It took this mighty God that we all have so much of faith in, that nothing is impossible. It took him 700 years to fulfill his word. 700. Just think about it. Think if you are, were a part of Isaiah's generation and you had a mighty prophet in the land who was super accurate that everything that he said came to pass in your lifetime. Except for this one word that he gave, man. The Spirit of the Lord, he's talking about a Savior. While we are all in bondage, he's given a prophetic word about a Savior And for 700 years, nothing happens. But then that generation in the 700th year, 
who was believing that prophetic word of Isaiah, reading it in the scriptures and quoting it every year, every year, every year, they're reading it all the time. Suddenly now, that 700th year, that generation is now positioned in a place now to believe whether this Savior has come or not. And they rejected. See, why did God not manifest Christ during the Babylonian captivity. It was only because sin had not compounded to judgment. You must understand that. In the Old Testament, when sin compounded to judgment, you must understand that God judged the earth. Rain came and destroyed everything. And God said he was not going to do that again. And so as sin compounded and increased in the world, ladies and gentlemen, so was the solution. Christ. See, we must understand that as sin was compounding, sin had to be compounded to the fullest in order for God to send His Son into the world. So that once and for all, God could annihilate sin from the world. When he gave his word, he would give his word in little bits. He would release Christ in little bits to the world. As sin is compounding, so was Christ compounding. I've taught on this before. But you must understand, when sin compounded, it was natural for sin to be judged. Sin leads to death. But then something changed with God. He needed sin to be compounded to the fullest so that he could be merciful to people. He was merciful to the ones who were under sin, who were in bondage to sin, who were in captivity to sin. See, the captivity of Babylon over Israel was just a demonstration of their captivity that they were experiencing on the inside. Now, if I were to get you to think about what is happening in your life today, what you are experiencing externally is really what is happening internally. Became very quiet. <laughs> and so now we see now when every time God gives his word and it manifests, eventually it is always because of mercy. We think the breakthrough is because how much God loves me. Yes, God loves you, but the act of the breakthrough happening in your life is because of His mercy. God is merciful to us. And because He's full of mercy towards us, there is no judgment, ladies and gentlemen. Come on now, this is good stuff. There is no judgment towards towards you, towards your past, towards your future, there is only mercy. That is, you will experience mercy by the grace of God if you put your faith in Jesus Christ. You must understand, Jesus was judged on the cross on behalf of us. Not only that, he was judged on the cross as us. And so when you take that into context of what God is talking to Isaiah now, he's, he's giving us a, a, 
in, he's teaching Israel and he's teaching us about something called hope. He's teaching us that even while we were disobedient, he is yet merciful. That while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. You see how, uh, how merciful he is. You and I should have been on that cross. You and I should have been judged. You, should, you and I should have been the ones taking those things on our back. But in the fullness of time, he sent his son so that his son can take it on your behalf. So his son can take it as you. Ladies and gentlemen, I was in the shower yesterday and the Lord, God spoke to me audibly. And he says, Jesus did not just come to give you life. I said, but your scripture says that Jesus came to give me life. He says, yes. That's why I said, not only. Jesus did not only come to give you life, but he also came to be the life that you will live. Think about that. Just think about it. He did not just come to give you life and leave you. Now he came to become the life that you will live. He came to become the life that you will live. So if you look at your life today, what are you experiencing? Are you Do you have a life where Christ is living through you? Or are you just barely making it till the next day? And you're asking God, give me grace to go through this day. God, I don't know if I can make it till tomorrow. You're, you're not thriving. That's called surviving. When you start thriving, it's because Christ begins to live his life through you. And the life that he lives through you, ladies and gentlemen, is a life where, like Kelsey was talking about, you will begin to experience lordship and lording over every circumstance and situation that comes your way. You know, let me tell you something. Jesus was wisdom. He was wisdom that was manifested in the flesh. The enemy tried to outwit him and Jesus did not give in to it. You know why? Because wisdom was manifesting. See, the most of the choices that we make today, the problems that we have entered into is because of a lack of wisdom. It's because we have allowed our focus to be shifted off of what God has made a provision for and we look at the circumstances and situations and we try to create a savior out of ourselves so that we can depend on God, on my faith to bring a breakthrough. But when you don't even need faith. He's given you his measure of faith. The Bible says to each one is given a measure of faith. It's given. It's not earned. It's given. And this year you will understand what it, why it's important for us to be anchored in hope. I just want to give you three definitions that I wrote about hope that will encourage you. And I want you to take these notes down because they're very, very important. And I need you to read through this every day, every morning. I want you to read these three points before you get out of bed or even after you get out of bed. Read these three points before you do your Bible reading, okay? The first thing, hope is a joyful anticipation of something 
that has already happened but not yet manifested i'll repeat it hope is a joyful anticipation of something that has already happened but not yet manifested the second thing is hope assesses the situation and agrees to it but has the confident expectation that god has already made the way come on now this is powerful hope assesses the situation and agrees to it but has the confident expectation that god has already made a way wow woo powerful the third one is hope is in touch with reality and agrees to it <laughs> hope is in touch with reality and agrees to it but has a fervent desire that what god has promised will come to pass come on now i'm going to repeat it again hope is in touch with reality and agrees to it but has a fervent desire that what god has promised will come to pass very powerful so in essence hope is in anticipation of joy hope is a confident expectation and a fervent desire that what god has promised has already happened and will be manifested in our lives according to his will and his time of choosing see a lot of us you know we 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 when captivity and we're crying out to god god free us from this captivity but god needs you to be in captivity for a little bit longer ooh tough pill to swallow look what he did with israel 700 years but not one captain now he's passing them around from babylonians to the philistines to to the romans and a lot of atrocities were happening to the israel you must understand a lot of things were happening to these people bad things but somehow these people while the bad things were happening were not their prayers were not compounding faster than sin was compounding come on man i hope you understand what i'm saying see god when when he was talking to moses he says the prayers of the the cries of the people have come up before me and that's why i'm calling you moses to be their savior see god wants to be merciful to his people but you must understand that your 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 need your cry for god should be more than your cry for a breakthrough in your finances come on man your cry and for god for him for your love for him has to be greater than your need of a job Ooh. 
It has to compound. Those prayers have to come up before God. It, you have to do it, ladies and gentlemen. This is just, this is how God is. And I'm not saying, oh, you know, pray heartless prayers every day, say the same thing. No, ladies and gentlemen, God hears your heart. And He knows when a heart really is longing for Him. Most of us, go through experiences today and we need immediate breakthrough because we have a very low tolerance for pain. Many Christians would feel like Israel right now in captivity and bondage. Pastor, you don't know what is happening. Maybe I don't. And I know that you do. You don't know what is happening in this nation and, and how much limitations the government has put on this nation and these people and the churches cannot gather and, and all this is an attack against the churches and yeah, all of that stuff is, yeah, 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 all, I get it, I get it. And we might identify ourselves with what Israel was going through under Babylonian captivity and Roman captivity, but you must understand what is God teaching you today? Why hasn't he rescued you already? It's because he's teaching us about hope. He's equipping us through the circumstances that we're going through about hope. I want to declare over you today that 2022 is a year where you will receive a fresh revelation of hope in your life. 2022 is the year of hope in Jesus' name. So I would love for you to open your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 6. Hebrews chapter 6. <clears throat> and we'll read from verses 13 onwards. And says this, For when God made a promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no one greater, he swore by himself, saying, Surely blessing I will bless you, and multiplying I will multiply you. And so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. For men indeed swear by the greater, and an oath for confirmation is for them an end of all dispute. Thus God, determining to show more abundantly to the heirs of the promise, the immutability of his counsel, confirmed it by an oath, that by two immutable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we might have strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold of the hope that is set before us. Say lay hold. Lay hold of the hope that is set before us. This hope which we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which enters the presence behind the veil where the forerunner has entered for us, even Jesus having become high priest forever according to the order of Melchizedek. Now, let me explain this. He's talking about Abraham and we know that God made a covenant with Abraham and when he made a covenant with Abraham, he says, these are the things I will do for you. And one of the things he he said is blessing, surely blessing, I will bless you and multiplying, I will multiply you. But before that, you must understand that God cannot swear on anything above himself. 
which means that if I were to make a promise to you, if I were to make an oath with you, right, to you, if I were to give you a prophetic word now, or if I make a, if I make a promise to you, and if I don't keep it, that means my father has to keep that word because he is greater than me. I hope you understand that. That's what he's trying to say. Men, when they make a promise, when they have an agreement with someone, they swear by someone who's greater than them, that they're in relationship with. So that when this person does not keep the word, they can go to my father and say, give me whatever. John promised this because he's not there. Now you are greater than John. Now you have to give it to me. But with God, right? God cannot swear on anyone above him because he's the greatest. There's no one bigger than God. And so now he swears by himself. He says, I swear by myself. And now he gives you an oath. These are the two immutable things, which is God, God's ability to keep his word and God's ability to give his word. So he gives you a promise based on his ability to keep his promise. So which means God is super confident in himself that whatever he says, he will accomplish. There's a word, in the, there's a promise in the Bible that says every word that comes out of the mouth of God will accomplish everything that God has sent it out to do. It will not return to him null and void. That's what the Bible says. And so that's really what's happening between Abraham and God. And so he's saying now, God swore by himself saying, surely blessing, I will bless you and multiplying, I will multiply you. So which means when God, it's the, it's the time. God has assigned a time and a season. You must understand this. Now I'm not talking about time as in, okay, the clock time. God has assigned for times and seasons for certain things to happen at certain times. Okay. When the earth is ready, that is the time that God will send it. It doesn't work according to the earth's time. Okay, so there's a mystery and I'll do it in, when we do, um, you know, Ethereal Life 2.0, okay? So you must understand, it's very powerful. But once you understand that, you will relax, you will chill. You'll be like, okay, God has already, it's already done. So I need to make sure that my books are in order my accounts, my affairs are in order, in order for me now to show that I'm ready for stewardship. But anyway, we'll, we'll take it in Ethereal Life 2.0. Okay, so now he's saying this. So while God sees now that it's time for blessing to manifest, guess who he looks at? The one he makes a covenant with. Blessing, I will bless you. He's not just blessing. Look, the Bible says that it rains on the just and the unjust. So which means if the law has to change for a Christian, it changes for everyone. Come on now. <laughs> We're praying for things to change, but then it also changes for them. But while, who does God use to institute that change into the world? You. So blessing, I bless you. Through, I will bless, through you, I will bless the nations. Come on now. <laughs> Come on, church. You, you've got to now step into a place of maturing in faith, understanding what the word is saying. Blessing, if God wants to release finances into the world, he'll give you a dream of opening a bank. 
That's too small of a response, really. <laughs> I'm not going to say, okay, look, now, if, if God wants to feed the city that you're living in, he'll give you a dream of a restaurant. I hope you understand what I'm saying. If God wants to bring fitness into the world, He's going to give fitness instructions to Life Church Global. Blessing, I will bless you. Which means that through you, the nations will be blessed. Multiplying, I will multiply you. Touch your neighbor and say, He's talking about you. So surely, and God is saying, surely, like, I mean, oh my God, you cannot, when God says very, verily, this is what it means, surely, 100%, it is going to happen. Blessing, I will bless you, multiplying, I will multiply you. Then, verse 15, and so, after he had patiently endured, those are two words Christians do not like. He obtained the promise. Yeah, one person in the room is saying amen to that word. I think he's ready for endurance. So after he had patiently endured. Patience means, ladies and gentlemen, patience means the ability to not act out in wrath. Somebody flashes you, flash him back. Ah, somebody abuses you, ah, abuse back. Somebody slaps you, slap back. Fast. Very fast. And we, we pride ourselves in, in oh, I'm smart. Like I have the gift of the gab. I, you said this, I said that. Like that, quick. It's just no patience. Because patience means to not act in wrath. Slow down. Slow down your ability to respond to people and react to situations. He patiently endured. Do you know what endurance means? <laughs> endurance, ladies and gentlemen, is not just the ability to suffer, but it is the ability to perform at a high level while suffering. So good, I can hear the whole world celebrating right now. Patiently enduring. Endurance means to perform at a higher level and keep increasing while suffering for a long time. Some of you might know, maybe most of you might not know, but you'll find out now. McKelsey and I are training for the Ironman. 70.3 that's happening in Dubai in the month of March. Pray for us, pray for us. Because we are patiently enduring at the moment. A lot of suffering. <laughs> and, and Kelsey is doing the run and I'm doing the ride. And I've learned a lot of things about myself while patiently enduring pain. Because some of my rides are three hours long, three hours 20 long, two hours 40 minutes long. And I've got to maintain a certain heart rate 
in order for me to perform at that level, for me to grow and mature. And, and you've got to endure suffering little by little. See, God doesn't take you and throw you in the deep end straight away. For some, He does, but not everybody. But for other people, for, uh, for those who are maturing, He, he allows you to, there's, there's nano increases of pain. If you were to, if you think you're in the situation today and it's painful, it's because that pain was gradually increasing over a period of time. It's just that you had a high tolerance for it and now all of a sudden you realize you have no tolerance left. That's why you're screaming, pray for me. But actually what God is, was doing all this long time, he was slowly, little by little, increasing the heat, increasing the pain. If you were not paying attention to it all those years, <laughs> now all of a sudden you feel like God abandoned me. No, he didn't. He was actually setting you up for success. He was equipping you to understand his virtue in you. See, long suffering, that's endurance. Patience, part of the fruit of the spirit. They don't come when you are in a bed of roses, ladies and gentlemen, or you're in a bubble. All these, you know, these gifts of the Spirit grow in you when you are engaging with things that are not nice. And you're, and you're struggling, but yet you can't stop. It's like on a three-hour ride. I've got to, I've, this thing is only in my mind. I'm, I'm, I'm training myself to constantly think, I cannot stop, stop, even though it hurts so much in this moment, even though my lungs are about to explode right now, I'm gonna feel like my legs are on fire. I cannot stop because Kelsey is next. I've got to hand the baton over to Kelsey because if I don't finish well, she doesn't start well. And see, that's what, Abraham was doing. You, we think we go through few chapters of the Bible and we think that his life was okay. No, ladies and gentlemen, his life was not okay. That's why he's called the father of faith. But even while everything was just in the opposite to what God had promised, Abraham held on to that promise. Abraham held on to the promise of God. He held on to the promise of God. Like it says here, take a hold of hope. He held on to hope and he never gave up. And ladies and gentlemen, that is why he obtained. Look, it says he, Abraham, he, small h-e, small letters, not capital H. This is Abraham obtained the promise. Which means the promise, the manifestation of the, the blessings in your life depend on how you patiently endure. For us right now, our tolerance level for pain is very low. If the government changes a law or a rule or, or something happens, we, or the church actually entertains more rebellion than patience. I hope you understand what I'm saying. There is more rebellion in the church today, in Christians, than obedience. And really this year, God is giving us the, the, the wisdom and the courage to communicate to the church what is on his heart. We rebel 
We, we have rebellion in the church. The Bible says, submit to your government. Obey your leaders. It doesn't say when they make laws that support Christianity. <laughs> when we think that the government has closed churches down and big gatherings down, what do you think they're doing? They're not operating with the wisdom of God. They're trying to do the best that they can to keep everyone safe. Why can't you support your government? Come on now. I know this is something against the church of Jesus Christ. Man, we've got to understand that God now in this season is looking. Oh, come on. Blessing, I will bless you. Why? Because when you had the opportunity to rebel and dishonor your government or your leaders or the kings or whoever, you chose to patiently endure, not saying a word, but continue to have honor in your heart towards them, submitting to their requests and holding on to hope. Because our hope is not in man, ladies and gentlemen. Our hope is not in a government. Our hope is not in a king. Our hope is not in money. Our hope is not in a business. Our hope is in God. And this is the alignment that we need to have in our life. Where did we lose our focus from depending on man for a church gathering? Depending on man for our finances. We've got to come into a place where God is our provider. God is our sustainer. God is the one who will give us the ability to obtain every promise. Think of the promises that he has made over your life. From the time you were a child, he's been speaking over you. Not just in church. He's been speaking over you since you were a child. That's why you're in church today. <laughs> he was watching all over you. If you were a Hindu, he was watching over you when you were worshipping the idols. <laughs> when you were a Catholic, in the, in the Catholic church, while you're walking up to the priest to take communion, he was watching over you. He was seeing how you were growing. He was maturing you. He was bringing things, blessings into your life. So that one day you can be in his presence. Come on, man. This is how amazing. He's not offended by your religion. So stop getting offended with people who have religion. God is not offended. God is not like, oh, all of you are going to go to hell. No, he's just, he's like, okay, I've sent my son. I've sent the solution. Don't worry. I've got it. He will keep his promise. See, what is hope, ladies and gentlemen? We put our hope in God, our faith in God that he has the ability to keep his word. That's what hope is. And so he goes on to say this now. This hope we have as an anchor of the soul. This is an anchor. Hope is an anchor of the soul, not of the spirit. Of your soul. Touch your neighbor and say, how's your soul? See, because your soul, ladies and gentlemen, is made up of your mind, your will, and your emotions. So transformation comes through the renewing of your mind. So what he is talking about here is we have 
This hope we have as an anchor of my mind, will, and emotions. So my mind, will, and emotions, when it is renewed by the word of God, by fresh revelation like you're receiving today, you know, fresh revelation, I receive that revelation and I renew my mind, which means I am not allowing my mind to think like the old guy. I'm thinking new. From today I receive this revelation, I can't think like that guy. I've got to think like what I'm receiving today. That's what it means to be renewed. And so when you renew your mind, ladies and gentlemen, what happens is from your mind, will and emotions connected together, the word begins to produce an anchor. That's why you need to be in church. That's why you need to receive the word in the church that God has planted you in because that anchor is tailor-made only for you in that city, in that church, in that congregation, in that life group. Tailor-made for you. Not bouncing around. And so he's saying this, we have an anchor of the soul and this anchor knows one thing, ladies and gentlemen. This anchor, which is the word of God, which is now based on a revelation that the mind, the will and the emotions are submitted to. Now this anchor begins to now come out of your heart and now no matter what is happening in your life, it goes to one location. It is both sure and steadfast which enters the presence behind the veil. So that anchor knows only one place. What was behind the presence? What was in the presence of God behind the veil? It's the mercy seat of God. This is what I was talking about in the beginning where God extended mercy rather than judgment. He's talking about this mercy and hope when your mind your will and emotions now are submitted to the word that you're receiving now hope begins to travel from you now and goes and finds itself and tethers itself to the mercy seat of God and that is your sure foundation that cannot be shaken the mercy of God no matter how much of a sinner you were God is merciful No matter what you did in your life, God is merciful. And see, when you now live your life daily, you know that, that you're living by hope because there's no ax over your head. That you're a sinner and you're going to be, you're condemned to death. You need to repent. You're a sinner. You're a sinner. You don't have that ax on your head, on your neck. You have hope that is traveling to the mercy. You're constantly reminded of the mercy of God and not the judgment of God. See, mercy triumphs over judgment. That's what the Bible says. Mercy triumphs over judgment. It triumphs, which means mercy and judgment were at war and now mercy won. Not just won one, it triumphant. And like a ship, you are floating on the water like that. Turbulent seasons come and when there's no hope, you are floating, you're gone with the wind. Wherever the wind takes you, whatever the friend gossips, you know, takes you with him, takes you with her. All the opinions, the, you know, there's this thing, there's this term called news anchor. It's the wrong anchor. They anchor you according to their opinion how they want to present facts. 
And if you watch those anchors for too long, <laughs> and you don't watch this anchor that leaves from you, what would you lay a hold of? Because he's saying here, lay hold of the hope that is set before us. Which means the hope is there. It leaves from you. You can see it. And no matter what is happening in your life, no matter the storms that come in your life, it's saying, take a hold of that hope. Hold on to that chain. Hold on to that truth. Hold on to that promise that God gave you. Don't let it go. And as it tethers itself to the mercy seat of God, hold on to it. When things are getting tough, hold on to hope. Don't run to people. Hold on to hope. Don't ask for prayer. Hold on to hope. Come on now, I'm equipping you to mature now. I'm not saying we don't pray for one another. We do. But I'm talking about a personal, your personal journey with God, your personal adventure with God. You're creating a history with God. And you're, you're holding on to hope and it's a personal there's something personal about you and God when it comes to hope and he's given you a promise and you're holding on to that promise and he loves it. You're not trying to impress people. You're not trying to live for Christians. You're not trying to live for your pastor to impress him or her, whoever it might be. You're just so in love with God and the promise that he gave that you choose not to think anything else other than what he's given you, holding on to it. I lost my job, but I'm holding on to hope that God is merciful and I'll get another one. In fact, I will get two more. In fact, I'll get three more. In fact, while I'm getting the third job, I'm going to have a business on top of that. Oh man, you don't understand what God has told me. See, remind yourself of the promises when you're in the storm. Because that, that is you now getting your eyes to be set upon hope. And you hold on to hope. And you say, God, I remember the testimonies of what you've done. <laughs> I hold on to those testimonies that what you've done in their life, you will, I, you will do it again in my life. I do it. I, I'm holding on to hope. I've seen you move before. When everything else challenges you to give up on God, hold on to him tighter. Hold on to that hope. Hold on to hope. I have hope in God. When everybody proves to me that God doesn't exist, I'm going to hold on to what I believe. I'm going to hold on to God. I'm going to hold on to these promises. I don't have to give an explanation to anybody that I'm a Christian, but I'm going to hold on to God. I'm going to hold on in my prayer time. I'm going to hold on to God. In my car drive, I'm going to hold on to God. While I'm at Arabica coffee, I'm going to hold on to God. <laughs> While I'm at, at, you know, at a restaurant, I'm going to hold on to God. When I'm eating food, this, this is my daily bread. Thank you for the bread. Thank you for that naan, which is bread. <laughs> Thank you for the bread, which is the bread of life. I just receive it. I receive those vegetables that paid a price for me. The meat that gave, that, that chicken that died for me. I, I received the life, the energy. Look, Ethereal Life 2.0, completely different. It's going to be awesome. But what I'm trying to say is, you, you've got to come into a place where you might not have money in the bank and you might be living on couple noodles, but those noodles, oh boy, those noodles came from God. It came from God as a sign for me to have hope. Not like, oh, I need chicken now. God is not giving me chicken. I'm going to eat only noodles. Oh, noodles, what noodles? No, just be grateful that those noodles came from God and it will sustain your life. Man, I tell you, I've lived on noodles. 
I'm not ridiculing people who live on cup of noodles. I lived on it. I know exactly what I'm talking about. When I did not have anything, I just depended on God. I still committed to church when we didn't have electricity in our house because we didn't have money to pay the bills or even water to pay to flush the toilet. We still committed to our church commitments. Nobody knew. Why? Hope. I have hope. I have hope. When we were steeped in debt, we were faithful in our giving. Today where we're standing, ladies and gentlemen, today what we're experiencing is only because we held on to hope in those days. We held on to hope. Kelsey and I would hold hands together and we'd pray. We say, God, no, we will not allow the enemy to rob our joy. This is what it means to have a fervent desire, confident expectation. Confident expectation. Lay hold of the hope that is set before us. And in closing, I want to take you to one of my favorite prophecies of Isaiah. Actually, 61 was my favorite prophecy, but this year, 2022, it is Isaiah chapter 60. And I want to prophesy this over Life Church Global and everyone that's watching today. Isaiah 60. It says this, Arise, shine. For your light has come. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Let me explain that to you right now. He's saying, arise, shine, for your light has come. Which means you have a light. It came from somewhere. And that light attracted the glory of the Lord to rise upon you. What is that light, ladies and gentlemen? That light is Christ. That light is your hope. That light is a confident expectation that God who has already made the provision will see it to the manifestation. That is your light. Your light is the, the um, uh, you being enlightened by the word that you receive and holding on to it. Paul says, let this mind also be in you. He's talking about the mind of Christ. Illumination. Arise, shine, for your light has come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. The glory of the Lord. Get ready, Life Church Global, for 2022 is going to be a year where you will experience the glory of the Lord rising upon you. Wow. Verse 2 says this, For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and deep darkness the people. Look, we shouldn't be afraid of darkness. God said that it would come. Why are we so surprised and rebellious? Stop trying to rebel. There's a purpose for it. There's a reason for it. The more we fight against the government, the less we actually mature. 
The more we fight against the countries, the less we actually mature. So he's saying, for behold, the earth shall, darkness shall cover the earth and deep darkness the people. But the Lord will rise over you. Life to us global, the Lord will rise over you. And his glory will be seen upon you. His glory will be seen upon you, which means the manifestation of his glory is visible in your life. Wow, come on now. It's not just this illumination light now of revelation that you receive, but also God is going to give us his glory by his grace. He's going to release his glory upon you. And that glory is visible to all. Now look, what happens? Verse 3. The Gentiles shall come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising. This is a very powerful word. I hope you're receiving it. Lift up your eyes all around and see. They, are, they all gather together. They come to you. Your sons shall come from afar and your daughters shall be nursed at your side. Then you shall see and become radiant. And your heart shall swell with joy because the, of the, because the abundance of the sea shall be turned to you. The wealth of the Gentiles shall come to you. The multitude of camels shall cover your land. We, we live in this land. We fully understand what this means. And then it says, the dromedaries of Midian and Ephah, all those from Sheba shall come. They shall bring gold and incense and they shall proclaim the praises of the Lord. Life turns global. I just want to bless you with that word right now. I want to release this word that this is God's promise to you for 2020. Arise and shine for your light has come. And the glory of the Lord is now rising over you. While darkness covers the earth, in deep darkness the people of the earth, the Lord will arise over you. And His glory will be seen over you. This is the year for the manifestation of the glory of God like you've never experienced before. Greater glory. He's inviting you into realms of greater glory. He's inviting you to experience His glory, the glory of Christ, the glory of the Son of God. But it will not arise because of your work. It'll, it'll arise because you've allowed the word to renew your mind, your will, and your emotions. Ladies and gentlemen, get ready because the Gentiles will come at your light. They will come to your light. The kings to the brightness of your rising. As you, as you, as you get glorified by the Lord and His glory rises over you, you will begin to rise. I declare that 2022 is no longer a year for you to be down. It's a year for you to go up. It's, it's a year to go up. So lift up your eyes all around you and see. They all gather together. They come 
to you. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a whole new way of doing evangelism in 2022. You're not going to go out to people, they're going to come to you because you're beginning to manifest the glory of God. They're going to come to you and they're going to ask you, what is that brightness? What is that glory? Why are you so prosperous? Why do you have abundance? I want to know who is giving you this abundance. And then it's your responsibility now in wisdom to communicate with your mind, will and emotions that are renewed to talk about God. The one who has given you this abundance. The wealth of the Gentiles shall come to you. Look, you are already radiant. But the wicked will come. And they will give you their wealth. Because of the glory of God that is upon you. They're not giving it to you. They're giving it to the glory of God. Oh, come on. From now on, your sowing in Life Church Global is different. Your giving to Life Church Global is different. You're giving into the glory. You're sowing into the glory. You're not just giving to a church. You're not just giving to a man. You're giving to the glory of God. You're listening to the testimonies. You're seeing the salvations. You're seeing lives transformed. And you're seeing the manifestation of the glory of God. And it is to that glory that you're giving to. And he says... The wealth of the Gentiles will come to you. They shall bring gold and incense and they shall proclaim the praises of the Lord. What an awesome word for us, Life Church Global. What an awesome word. God is such a good God. Wherever you are, just begin to stand up wherever you are and just praise God right now. Just begin to open up your mouth and just thank God for such an awesome word that He's given us. What an awesome God. What an awesome word that He's released through our lives. Just begin to lift up your voices wherever you are. Come on, say yes and amen to that word today. It's, a it's time for maturing. It's the bride to mature. It's time for maturing. Make your covenant with God today saying that you are making a covenant to mature. You will mature yourself. You will allow God's word to mature you. Renewing of the mind, the will and the emotions. This is your part. You make a covenant and a commitment to God that you will renew your mind you will, with His Word. You will renew your emotions with His Word. You will renew your will with His will. And you will see that anchor of your soul being anchored to the mercy seat of God. I want to encourage you, ladies and gentlemen, to experience the mercy of God in 2022. As God has been merciful to you, now you extend mercy to those who don't know God. So Life Church Global, we bless you. We declare that the glory of God will shine upon you. And that the Gentiles, nations will come to you. Isaiah says, you will call a nation to you. Isaiah 55.5, you will call a nation to you and nations will come to you. And we declare this over you, that nations will come to you at your dwelling because they're coming to the glory of God that is shining over you. So we bless you. We love you. Happy New Year, everybody. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Bless you.